Hello and welcome back for Creators Chat number whatever this is. I'm not uh, sure. It's been a while, isn't it? Yeah, we sort of took a long break, uh, partially thanks to traveling, partially thanks to crazy work schedule on my part. Yeah. Uh, mainly that. I sort Being of got... up doing oil paints the whole time, yeah. which is not easy to kind of put down and take a break. And No, I got kind of wrapped up in that. and uh, But now, finally done with it, back to normal life and yeah. can get back to doing this. It's slowly kind of resuming schedule as normal. Yeah, getting back to a normal life. Yeah. And um, yeah, so this week we wanted to talk about personal projects. Yes. Just kind of generally this time. I have no doubt we will cover a tenth of what we want to cover <laughs> because personal projects are really vague, yeah. but it's something we kind of wanted to dive into. Yeah, we can kind of touch on the subject today, see what kind of comes out of the conversation. Yeah. So we're just kind of like, go with it yeah um we'll talk as we kind of think of things and then we'll kind of see where it goes from there so you have a personal project i do yes I do. Um, talk I'm about that writing a story called the sum of our deeds and anyone who follows me online will see a little bit about that um it has taken many forms over the years had different names different characters everything um so it is at the moment and it seems to be saying that way it is a fantasy novel so i'm writing just a normal format novel um it i would like I would like to make an accompanying art book. That is more of a long-term project. Uh, but I'm the main focus at the moment is writing the story, and then I'm doing artwork to go with it. Nice. And your personal project, you have one of those too. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's something I've been working on for seven, eight, nine years. I don't know even how long it was uh, <laughs> that I first came up with the idea. Uh, I mean, hell, I probably had some of the first ideas when I was a kid. So <laughs> it's, it's been a long time in this sort of strange world. Um, so it's called The Sin of Man, and it's sort of a primal fantasy world with cavemen and magic and some sci-fi stuff, and yeah, it's all about humanity and spirituality and existence and all sorts of deep subjects like that that I like. And uh, it's also just a strange, trippy world that I get to paint whatever I want to paint, uh, which is really fun. Uh, I think it, part of the aesthetic came out of actually doing a lot of fantasy work. Uh, like D&D &D and stuff like that. Because as much as I like those worlds, I get really burned down on doing like chain mail and you know, plate <laughs> mail and just another yeah. knight riding around and killing a dragon and stuff like that. Uh, it just gets a little bit old after a while. And so I just wanted to still keep doing fantasy because I like fantasy. I like escapism. Uh, but take a, a different sort of bent on that sort of stuff. It's kind of how so. mine came about as well, actually. Was, uh, I love painting fantasy. Fantasy is one of my favorite things to paint, but uh, I was kind of finding that just painting standalone characters who didn't have a story, um, you know, just painting stuff because it was cool, didn't really satisfy me after a while. Like, I could do that, and I still do it sometimes. Um, I'll do kind of out-of-context paintings with no real backstory to them, but uh, I found that actually the thing I loved more than painting was telling stories. Mm. Uh, I think probably painting has always been my outlet for it. Uh, but actually, at the core of it, the reason I was painting is because I liked telling stories. Right. And I kept kind of finding myself resuming, kind of returning to the same ideas, the same people, the same world. Um, I don't know that there was any particular eureka moment where I was like, this is, yeah. I am going to work on a personal <laughs> project today. <laughs> uh, it was just something that kind of grew fairly organically. Right. So a bit like yours that you said, it, it kind of maybe started in childhood even. Yeah. And, um, I remember being... 18 years old and thinking that I could probably write a story one day mm -hmm. and there was never any point where this 
story whether some of our deeds became separate from that idea as an 18 year old it just kind of every year changed and like things got axed and new characters came in and like Mm. it kind of grew um so there was never any like definitive uh this is it kind of thing then it just like the title came only like i don't know like half a year ago or something um but the original character in it she was one of the like she her name has changed and mm-hmm. her hair has changed um <laughs> and her role in life has changed but she's still the same kind of person that i came up with when i was 18 right um so yeah there was like it was just kind of like a thing that grew out of what i enjoyed creating most basically yeah. it's um, interesting what you mentioned because i think that's kind of a good starting point of having something to tie your work together rather than just making random pieces because mm. this is something i see a lot of when people for instance, get out of art school, is that they get out of art school and they've had four years of being told what to do every week. <laughs> and suddenly they don't have that structure anymore yeah. and nobody's telling them what to do. And they still need to keep working on pieces for their portfolio. And so at best, they'll just come up with random paintings. And Night. they usually Dragon. don't feel inspired. <laughs> they feel kind of boring. Yeah. They don't usually have much of a story behind them or much less a world behind them. And so they end up kind of falling flat because of that. And that's something that personal projects can really help with because if you have this project that all your work is going into, even if you don't really talk about it, even if you don't tell people the story, even if it's just in your own head, it still helps to tie all that stuff together. It gives you some sort of framework that you can throw all your portfolio pieces onto. Um, and helps you to kind of get ideas for it. Like, you know, if you've been painting, you know, one particular part of the world, for instance, or telling stories in one part of the world, maybe you start to think about some other part of the world that you haven't touched on yet Mm. um, and you'd like to explore. I think that um, along that kind of line, it's a a good way to um, almost quantify things. Like a lot of the trouble in getting started with art or like moving forward as an artist, just like, oh God, there's so many possibilities. There's like mm. millions of things that you could do right. and you're looking for the best thing to do and you're like, but there's like so many things I could be doing. Yeah. Uh, personal projects give you just kind of a, like an outlet. They give you a, a kind of a, a lens to focus on. Right. So it just cuts out all the noise, the stuff that you don't really care about uh, and it just gives you something that you can kind of uh, if all else fails, you've got this this project that is focused. It's mm-hmm. something you enjoy. It's the kind of work you want to be doing. It's your specialty. Yeah. So it kind of just acts to like bring together what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. Artists and all sort of creators don't tend to work with complete freedom as well as they think they do. Yes. Uh, people <laughs> actually really need a box to work in. Uh, we need some limitations yeah. because when you do have infinite possibilities, usually it just ends up completely freezing yep. and having <laughs> no creative output whatsoever. It's one of the most depressed um, phases I go through when I'm just like, I don't really know what I want to work on. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I could do anything in the world, which is not as fun as it sounds. No. It's just usually spent days dragging myself around, questioning the point of doing any yeah. of this. What I don't even know why I'm doing sure. this. Um, there's like a million things I could be doing and all of them sound great, except for the mm. ideas I keep coming up with, which are lame. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. I just need some like guidance and there's just that kind of there's something comforting in having a, a kind of a box which yeah. I know we, we kind of demonize boxes and we say you think outside the box but it's it's okay. your box yeah. you, can, you can be within your own box it doesn't yeah. your, your box doesn't have to fit in everyone else's box yeah. but a box just kind of helps keep you sane I find. exactly yeah <laughs> just just some sort of limitation to what you're trying to do yeah uh, can be really freeing and like it doesn't have to 
be the end of things? Because your your box is that you're a landscape painter, but that sure. doesn't mean you never paint figures. Right. <laughs> in fact, you paint quite a lot of figures. Yeah. But it's just like that kind of. It's just a guide. It's not. It's not a cage. Yeah. It's just a. Just and a actually, guide. we were listening to the book uh, Bird by Bird recently, mm -hmm. and she talks a lot about her two-inch picture frame yes. of just like focus on like a little thing, focus on something that is you know handleable, yeah. something that you can actually do in one sitting almost, something that yeah. has some restriction to it, rather than seeing everything, trying to do everything at once, trying to tackle your entire personal project in one piece. Uh, <laughs> one 500-page short story, boom, done, your entire personal project. Yep. Uh, you just you can't do things like that, so you just need to pare things down to things that are doable. And uh, I've always found that really freeing and really helpful. It's a great book, by the way. Um, it is. Like, if you want to read a book by a creator who's been successful, yes. um, who is also totally bonkers and like highly relatable. Yes. <laughs> I love her to bits. She's like, she's uh, perfect. Yeah, we, we've listened to it twice this year. Yes, and, yeah, we uh, have, yeah. It's been really, uh, really helpful for us. I just us. sit there kind of laughing and I'm like, this woman knows me. Yeah. She knows me. She really does. <laughs> she knows every single creator yeah. out there. So that is definitely yeah. worth a read if you haven't read that. And it's yes. not a long one either, is no, it? No, no. It's, we, we've done the audiobook, and it only takes a few hours mm -hmm. to listen to the audiobook, I think. So it was Bird by and Bird, if you haven't caught that. Yes, it's very good. Very, very good. Um, yeah, okay, so um, what other things? Why, why personal projects? So we were kind of, sorry, we took a tangent there to talk about Bird by Bird. Uh -huh. We were talking about, like, why they are, why they are good. Right. Like, how focusing on something gives you, I guess, another thing... Um, when we we've talked about this before uh, about attracting fans and things mm. like that, um, kind of standing out from people. One of the things that people will latch onto is kind of how much they can consume. Mm. It's kind of easier to consume a project right. than it is just kind of sporadic bits of work. Yeah. Um, so as painters, especially, like we can do anything we want to do. We can just like spread out, um, but we kind of find it easier to remember somebody when we know they do a thing. Right. Um, and so having, having a project that people can kind of scroll through, things like kind of motifs that repeat, characters they are starting to learn, uh, it gives them something they want to check back on, it gives them something they want to binge through. Right. Much more so than just kind of looking through some cool paintings. Yes. Yeah. Paintings will catch someone's attention if you're lucky for a while while they look at the details, but usually it would just be like, that's cool, that's cool. Right. <laughs> um, and so you kind of want something that makes someone stop and think and go, oh, well, this is, this is something I can categorize and understand and consume in bite-sized pieces. And, and something that you want to latch on to, because mm. especially once you come to start selling prints and stuff of your work, uh, you're going to realize that there's a lot of cool images out there and a lot of options. There's <laughs> infinite options for someone to buy a print and put it on their yes. wall. <laughs> and so if you don't have a personal project that this work is being tied to, then it's just a cool image. Mm -hmm. And there are a million cool images out there that you could have on your wall. Mm -hmm. And sure, some people will still buy a cool image for the sake of a cool image. Uh, you can get pretty far with that. But you can get a whole lot further if it's a piece of a character that these people have started to care about. Yes. Uh, or a piece of a world that people really are interested in and invested in. Then all of a sudden, there's a huge attachment to these things. There's a reason people buy art and posters and stuff like that of things they are fans of, whether it's video games or movies or stuff like that. People put movie posters in their house all the time yeah. 
because they like the movie, not because they like the poster. The poster <laughs> can be cool sometimes, yeah. but <laughs> or most, terrible sometimes. <laughs> most of the reason that they're putting that in their house is because they're huge fans of the movie. Yes. So if you create this world and then you create art that goes with the world, then all of a sudden you're going to have a much more um, appealing offer for people. Something you did really well. Um, the Sin of Man is... Like, I didn't have any interest in landscapes at right. all when I was younger. Uh, it is the sin of man that made me want to consume landscapes. Because sure. before that, I was like, I was just... I mean, I grew up in a city. I'm like, I don't really care about the natural world. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's taken some repairing. But, um, <laughs> a lot of therapy. <laughs> um, I just didn't really care about landscapes. Right. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, but seeing the sin of man gave them stories it made the there was this this world that was it had stories behind it it had a type of people that lived mm -hmm. in it um the landscapes themselves were stories mm -hmm. and suddenly i had something to consume so rather than just scrolling through endless cool pictures of landscapes i didn't care about suddenly sure. it was oh this is the sin of man it's the world yeah. that noah bradley is creating right. these are the people in it these are the types of religions and right. there was something suddenly that and like it it was hugely memorable. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting here now, hello, because <laughs> yeah. I loved your work. And yeah. that's like kind of, you know, um, it's not quite how it worked. That sounds pretty, like... <laughs> pretty much how it worked. <laughs> Ridiculous yeah, fan. There's, there's no steps in between oh, there. Oh, boy. It's just straight to But the, you uh, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I kept coming back and I was absolutely obsessed yeah. with the world you were creating because it had character and it had repeated motifs and themes and focus. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was something that I could consume and be yeah. interested in. And that's something I notice a lot, particularly with environment work, is that people will just do random environments. Mm. And some of them can be pretty good, but I'll often just not care that much about them mm. because there's not a context to enjoy them in. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's one thing when you see a piece of art that is clearly part of a world, and then you start seeing more art from that same world and then you start to get attached to it yeah. and you start to almost build your own stories. Yeah. Again, even if you don't actually know the story, um, for a long time, Cinnaman had no story attached to it. It had no narrative stuff. I uh, hadn't written any short stories for it yet. And still people were like very curious about the story. Because mm -hmm. um, you, know, you start to imply enough things and enough pieces and people kind of get that message. Mm. Um, I actually yeah. had a... Kind of this is along a similar vein. I had the opposite problem uh, with the Sun Bar Deeds. Mm. Um, I invested myself a lot in the story. So this is a this is kind of a time when I was figuring out what it was I was actually trying to do. Uh, I knew that like the the biggest thing I consumed was paintings, mm. uh, and it was a skill that needed developing, admittedly. But it was a skill of mine. I could paint, and so I was like, well, therefore I need to tell stories by painting. Sure. Um, and there was a long time where I kind of was obsessed with the idea of making a graphic novel or something. Hmm. That got thrown out the window as I realised I hated the idea of painting the same character 200 yep. times. That just made me want to cry. So we were like, okay, maybe not a graphic novel. Um, but then as this kind of this story grew in the background, um, I became obsessed with the story. So at first it was kind of a bit over the top. Uh, there was actually a phase it went through where my main character could shapeshift into, uh, into like a panther type thing because I'm like, that's cool visuals. <laughs> I like like girls turning into sure. panthers. This is great. Sounds, I like painting that. Awesome. Uh, but then as that kind of grew along, I was like, oh, the story's a bit, I'm a bit tired. I'm like, I don't really want to take myself too seriously writing stories about girls who turn into panthers. Um, she was a princess in an arranged marriage and everything, which was like yeah. every trope you could possibly imagine. So as it yep. kind of went along, I wanted to take it more seriously. I wanted it to be a bit more mature. Um, I got rid of the things that made me cringe, 
Um, but then kind of left myself with a story that I just didn't want to paint. I was just like, this is just basically like normal people just walking around a normal yeah. world with like <laughs> nothing that inspires yeah. me. Um, and it was earlier this year, I kind of, I didn't want to work on my personal project. Every time I sat down to paint, I wanted to right. do something else. Uh, and I was like, wait, why? Why do I have zero <laughs> interest in doing my personal projects? Yeah. And it's because I took all of the fun visual elements of it. Mm. Uh, so it, it took me a little bit of um, sort of soul searching to figure out what it was, like something so stupid. Uh, I wanted Ava, my main character, to be kind of like a normal girl. Mm. So I gave her like a plain Jane haircut. And the idea of painting a plain Jane haircut every time I painted Ava just kind of made me like, Ugh. so I allowed myself the, the privilege of a little bit of like, she has short, fairly white blonde hair. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I will get lectured at some point in my life about the like feasibility of a character like her having fairly white blonde hair and like <laughs> short pixie-esque, sure. but you know what? I just want to have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. I like pixie hair, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Don't take this joy from me. Yeah. So yeah, there can be like, we can kind of try and shove our things into different molds. Um, you say about landscapes kind of, people not investing in the narrative. And then there's the other flip side where we're so invested in the narrative that we, and like, and what we're trying to do impress others with our right. like vast knowledge of how things work, yeah. that we just strip the joy oh, of yeah. it. Um, so it, yeah, just kind of like, just find the things you enjoy. That's what it took for me, was just like changing the character's hair. Like yeah. <laughs> I just changed the visuals of things. I just yep. made the environment a little bit more interesting and more the kind of thing I wanted to paint. Yeah. I wanted, uh, it's just kind of, yeah, just don't let yourself get too carried away with, what you think it should be. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So kind of a segue there. <laughs> no, it kind of leads into um, another thing we wanted to talk about is what form it ends up taking. Because mm -hmm. that did sort of change for you. So much. Because for a while there it was almost like a illustrated novel. Yeah. As in like well, fully. That was, that was the midway phase. That oh, was like, right. Just basically, I thought that as an artist, who wanted to write stories, I had to make a graphic novel. This was right. like 18 year old me was like, that's what people do. Yes. I had no choice. Right. Uh, so I started making a graphic novel uh, and realized very rapidly how absolutely miserable that made me. I think I made the first page maybe five times because I just didn't want to do the second page. Yeah. And so then I had the epiphany as I got a little bit older that, oh, I don't need to make a graphic novel. I could make an illustrated novel. I like the format of that more. I don't like writing speech so much. I like novels, I like long format writing, and I like painting. I don't like quick, sketchy type things. So I was like, ah, oh, illustrated novel. Yeah. And then we realized again that I didn't want to do more than the first page. I was happy yeah. writing away. I could write until the cows came home. But painting, I was like, mm, still don't want to do this. Yeah. Uh, it's taken so many formats. It took me a long time. So it took me seven years to finally go, Maybe I should just write this and stop forcing pictures into it. <laughs> I think I might have suggested that. Maybe. I think I, think, I, think I might have kind of said. <laughs> you were just like, wait, why though? Why are, you, <laughs> why are the, the pictures that are making you cry? <laughs> <laughs> and the writing makes you super happy. Why are you putting pictures so... in it? For the love of God, woman, stop and putting like pictures 200. in it. And like 200. For a while, it was going to be like 200 paintings or something. Because it was yeah. going to be a painting every page. Yeah. And that sounded like hell on earth yeah it was and then i thought i was doing a grand gesture by cutting it down to 50 and i was oh, like yeah. i think i can do that in a year and you were like <laughs> <laughs> it, you really yeah that i mean that's kind of my thing is that you don't want to make it in a form that you a don't enjoy making and b don't enjoy consuming because yep. that's the other thing that people will do is they will put their heart and soul into making something that they themselves would not buy ever <laughs> that they have absolutely no interest in whatsoever and 
okay. It's it's kind of like if I say wanted to make a calendar. I don't use printed calendars at all. And I would feel really weird making one and trying to sell it. And I would know I would never buy one. It doesn't matter how good the art is. It doesn't have anything to say about the art itself. It's just I wouldn't buy one. Mm -mm. So I'm not going to personally make one. So when I come to, say, make a novel for my project, I'm actually going to have no illustrations in there whatsoever. Maybe Mm -hmm. some black and white stuff because I like black and white chapter headers. But for me, I really hate... I, I hate books that are like overly illustrated. I, mm-hmm. I think they look cheap and cheesy. Yep. Um, occasionally they work out well, but by and large, I just I just don't tend to consume books mm-hmm. that are overly illustrated. And it's not to say that it's bad to make them because a lot of people do enjoy them. And if you do enjoy them and you enjoy making them, then go for it. But we all have to kind of like find the things that we ourselves would enjoy. Yeah. Because when it comes to the selling end of it, I think it's kind of wrong to sell anything that you yourself wouldn't want to buy. Like when I started making clothes online, I bought samples of everything I was buying or selling uh, just so I could make sure that it was good stuff that I would actually want to buy myself. Uh, Because I would feel really, really cheap and really terrible if I was selling stuff that I'm like, God, this looks looks awful. (laughs) I would never be seen in this. Uh, so it's, it's kind of good to keep that stuff in mind. Um, as well, as you said, like you need to actually enjoy making it. Mm. Like, again, I'm like you, graphic novels, hell no, could never make a graphic novel. I have tried several times in my life and gotten about three panels in and yep. just done. No, yep. I hate this. No. I'm, I'm going to jump in off the a trash. cliff if I keep yep. doing this. <laughs> I, I hate myself. I hate art. I just, yep. And, and I think graphic novels are cool. See, that's one where I enjoy consuming graphic yeah. novels, but I hate making them. Yeah. And so understanding where you end up with all that stuff and understanding the, both the mediums and the execution that mm-hmm. work for you, uh, I think is, is pretty important. Yeah, and also um, it, we've kind of touched on this as well before, that the, the idea that your own unique voice and that kind of thing. Um, You are more likely to have a smash hit with something if it was something that you, A, loved doing, and B, would love to consume yourself. Um, If you aren't fulfilling either of those things, if you hated every second of it, or, you know, it's not something you particularly care about in the end result, the, I mean, you could probably do it. I'm yeah. sure there's so many like disciplined people out there who would do a very good job of whatever it was they were sure. doing, but it's not that like it doesn't have that spark on top. Yeah. That it just is that thunder? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like thunder. <laughs> if the camera suddenly goes off, it's because I've like flown over there. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so I think just finding the thing that kind of satisfies both of those that like yeah. enjoying making and enjoying consuming is is that's where your little space exists. And why would you want to breach other people's spaces when you have a little space that no one else has? Um, It's where you can kind of come alive and do your thing and really just kind of be you. Um, And like, there's a lot of kind of cool project ideas and stuff out there. Like um, one that I see quite a lot is like tarot decks, which, oh my gosh, I lust over. Like every time I see someone doing a tarot deck, I'm like, I really want to make a tarot deck. Truth is I couldn't tell you a single card that appears in a tarot deck. Um, it seems really, really cool. And the artwork is gorgeous. Yeah. And I love the aesthetic. I love yeah. the kind of like mysteriousness of it. Um, but I would never use a tarot deck no. other than consuming the artwork. Yeah. I just wouldn't. And so that's a classic case where you can kind of talk yourself into believing that you want to do something. Yeah. 
Um, and then I'd probably get two cards in and be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm going to have a pile of artwork at the end that I don't use. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of like, yes, you can kind of follow the trend. Yes, mm -hmm. I could probably, if I committed to it, make a tarot deck. Sure. But it's not me. Right. It's not my thing. I wish it was because oh, yeah. everyone looks. Everyone who does tarot decks, they look so cool. I they're, know. Just, they're just cool people, and I'm just not that cool. Yeah. Uh, I want to be the graphic novel guy, and I'm not yeah. the graphic novel guy. We're That'd be so on. cool. I know. <laughs> but I'm just not. But we're not. But there's a space for us. There's, yes. There's a there's plenty of stuff that we do love doing. Yep. Um, I can, like, when I start writing, there is no stopping me. <laughs> Sometimes it can take me a little while to get into the groove, but then once I find the groove, I'm just like, I come out of it at the other end, like five hours later, looking a bit shell-shocked, like, <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the day? Yeah. Um, she writes way too much. <laughs> I mean, I have to re, like, I, I did 40, like nearly 40,000 words for the sum of our deeds, and then I rewrote it from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I'm currently about 20, I think I got 24,000 yesterday. Um, not yesterday. No, no, as in, no, <laughs> not all not yesterday. Not just yesterday. No. Um, but you did four yesterday. I did, I did 4,000, which was Which nice. is ridiculous. Um, Nobody is, write 4,000 words a day. It is. It makes everyone else feel really bad. 4,000 words of utter crap. It's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> it is there. Um, so that is something I'm like, I have tried for a long time to be just a pure artist. I want to follow in your footsteps because I do. Don't do that. Uh, this is one of the troubles of kind of following your idols too closely is that I'm trying to force myself into Noah's mold and I don't fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm pursuing the writing now as something that it, it really like, it feels like me. Yeah. Um, I am concerned less with um, what people will think of me. Right. I'm concerned less with the fact that it's harder to gain a following online based on, like, because obviously on Twitter, if you're sharing images, people like images, people share mm. images. Um, I can't share updates of some of our deeds, uh, like the writing of it, because like, it could change, uh, it's not visually pleasing. Right. So I'm kind of trapped in that I can't share it, but that's okay. I don't need to be publicizing myself right the second. Yeah. Uh, I would rather have the product ready and then start publicizing it. So it's okay. Yeah. I'm, take, I'm kind of chilling. That's good. I have bad days still. <laughs> there are days where I'm Just like, well, I'm an artist. Um, but it's getting there and I feel right. It hmm. feels like the right thing for me to be doing. Hmm. Uh, for the first time ever, I'm not like questioning the point of doing it. I'm not right. wondering if it's the right thing for me to do. Sure. The format finally is settled and yeah. it's not rocking around. I'm not questioning it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's a good sign. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I rambled again. No, that's Rachel's good. Rambling, today. rambling is good. <laughs> Thoughts. Um, I actually had a random thought. This is a good time to be talking about this because next month, is National Novel Writing Month. NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo. Mm. Uh, so if anyone is interested in doing a personal project uh, that happens to take novel form, uh, next month is probably a good time to try doing that. Yeah, that's like, so. that's kind of like a nice way to force yourself to do it because yeah. a lot of the trouble with personal projects is like, it's that pressure that it can be anything in the world right. and you are trying to find the thing that makes your heart sing and yeah. like that's going to draw attention and it's just like, I don't know where to begin. Yeah. So sometimes just starting. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's helped me a lot with my personal project is realizing that my first novel will probably not be a magnum opus. Yes. Um, everyone kind of thinks that the first novel is the one novel and it's like your whole life kind of summed up in a... And I'm just like, 
you know what, there's probably going to be a lot of nonsense in there. I'm probably <laughs> going to have like a gaping plot hole that I won't realise. I'm going to misspell my own name on the cover or something yep. like, whatever. Uh, it's quite free and just be like, I kind of need to do my first novel to get the nonsense out of the way. Yeah. And then once that's clear, that's like seven years of backlogged ideas that just got stuck in the drain. Yeah. I've just kind of like flushed it out and it's gone. And then yeah. it's like, hmm, okay, now I can actually, like, I can work on anything that's not that. Yeah. Cool. Um, so like things like NaNoWriMo are like really good for just getting on and doing it, stopping yeah. you from being too caught up in the grandness of the thing you're going to do and just making a thing. And yeah. then once you've done a thing, it suddenly demystifies the thing. Right. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. You have a month. It's not going to be like a bestseller. No. Uh, if it is, then I'm, I hate you. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're like me, it's going to be yeah. like total tosh. Um, but that's fine. That's yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. And so, yeah, just kind of getting started and containing it and just making it rather than just being like... It also mm. provides a nice deadline because that's yeah. the other thing that I am super guilty of myself is putting off deadlines <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and delaying things and never getting around to actually finishing things. Mm -hmm. uh, finishing is super important because that's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, you can come up with ideas and sketches all day long, but until you start producing something finished, you're not really going the whole way. Yeah. Um, and it can take a while, you know, you look back in history and you look at a lot of like great things that happened and yeah, a lot of things took a long time to make. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it doesn't, it doesn't have to come out in the next six months and you have to be done with your personal project and onto another project. You can yep. take a long time to do it. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, that is part of the reason, or at least the excuse that I use for why I've taken so long to finish something is that I kind of don't want to move on with it. I kind of like the world I've got and I kind of want to keep working in it. I'm yeah. far from bored of it and mm. really enjoy it and enjoy every chance I get to do a story in there or a poem in there and going to really love doing a novel in there and uh, love every painting I get to do for it. So, um, yeah, that's my excuse for not finishing anyway. <laughs> but, I do it too. I'm, I'm totally guilty of what I've just told everyone not to do, which is like sure. seek perfectionism. Yeah. Can't say perfectionism. There yeah, we go. There um, that's like, because I did the forty thousand words, and it was like fine. They weren't good words, but it was there. And then before I've finished writing the book, I've gone back and like heavily rewritten it and edited mm -hmm. it. Um, then I got stuck because I couldn't think of a really good way to improve a section, and I've spent the last few weeks just kind of, eh, kind yeah. of thinking about it, doing other things focusing on other work, just yep. kind of not really moving past it. Uh, and then I set myself the accountability deadline, which is now apparently going public. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I need to get up to the point that I had before in time for your birthday. Yep. Otherwise, I'm like, I'm disappointing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like failing to deliver on like a yep. birthday present, which yep. makes me a terrible wife. Yep. So I'm like, oh, This makes me feel okay. like an overbearing husband right now. Yeah, it's this fantastic. Is, this <laughs> This is not actually what happened. This was like <laughs> in a car ride. No, I was just sitting there driving going, yes, honey. Okay, dear, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to deliver you a book by your birthday. And you're like, okay. Mm, that's, nice. <laughs> that's That's cool. He's actually very supportive. <laughs> yeah, okay. I make you into it. I just want to read it. Aww. I've enjoyed reading it. It's Aww. good so far. Thank you. I just need more. Thanks. Yeah, and yeah. to stop rewriting it and then rewriting it and well, then rewriting it. I mean, it's probably going to be better. I think so. I can't wait to reread it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> The best. I think that'll be good. My favourite fan. <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, it was just that I was just frozen because I was I was hoping for it to be perfect. Right. Uh, I couldn't think of the perfect thing that comes next. Yeah. So I just didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, it's been in my diary now every day. I'm just like, right. X amount of words yeah. because Noah's birthday is getting closer and you haven't written any damn words still. Yeah. So and like yesterday, I just did not want to write. It took me it took me about two thousand words before I felt comfortable writing, and then mm. finally I was like, oh, right now I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I did about I think I did about two thousand words in maybe like five hours. Yeah. And then the next two thousand was in some like disgusting short amount of time that came after dinner, which was really weird. Yeah. Um, but just breaking through that barrier and just being like, it doesn't have to be perfect, it just has to be done. Yeah. And then I can come back and check it again later and just, that's fine. Editing is what, like, yeah. and art is very much the same. You can yeah. edit art, you get sketch, you kind of work. And all in a way, almost rendering is a bit like editing. Yeah. Um, and you can always kind of call it done. And then if you really have to revisit it True. later, there's no kind of like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Just, there's, there's like some person a million people have said it but like done is better than perfect or whatever like. perfect is the enemy of the good mm. yeah, so there's like a million one. yeah million varieties on it um, oh yeah finish not perfect yep so there's like there's loads of people who say like stuff like that oh, yeah. and it's true um it's really hard to kind of abandon your babies because you care so much about them and sure. you just want to make them perfect but at some point <laughs> you've got to go off into the real world and yeah be adults and yep. do stupid things and that's just how it works yep. um, you know we kind of just have to let go of our expectations of things a bit and yeah yes so Ooh. what about picking a personal project if you're like if you really want a personal project you're kind of sitting there listening to this and you're like okay yeah but how do I come up with a personal project um, just pick something pick something just do something <laughs> just like anything um, I think that there's a lot of pressure if people, because some people are kind of, um, like I have the opposite problem where I have ideas and then I don't, don't want to work on them. Some people are like really good at working on things but don't have the ideas in the first place. And right. like, we all have kind of different strengths in terms of the process. Um, but I think that there's a lot of kind of pressure that it should come to you like a beam of light down from heaven and you should know what it is that you're doing. Right. Um, I've said that my story has been changing since I was like 18 yeah. um, and I still haven't figured out parts of the story and stuff. Um, it changes constantly. It's changing less constantly now, but um, has been constantly changing. Uh, so just firstly, that there's like, don't expect it to, you won't understand your personal project like that. You can't have like an hour brainstorming session and know the rest of it unless yeah. it's like, I mean, you could. But, but, probably not. but probably not. Realistically not. Like yeah. if it's something that really like inspires you, uh, that will kind of be based on your experiences, your unique voice, likelihood is it's going to be something that kind of changes and evolves over time. Yeah, you kind of can't know until you're in the middle of it. Yes. Um, you kind yeah. of have to feel it, don't you, to know if it's like the amount of times I've started and stopped it and changed the characters and changed yeah. the world and the format. And yeah. you kind of don't know it's wrong until you feel it. And yeah. that's fine. It is okay. Yeah. Um, sometimes a personal project is enough if it's just a recurring set of characters or themes. Sure. Um, like my, the theme of mine kind of came from the idea that, because um, I was getting a bit tired of reading fantasy novels where there was just like big wars and big politics and there was the good guys and the bad guys. And I was like, you know what? I'm much more interested in like people level interactions on good versus evil on like a personal level and how like I don't know if you know anyone that's like 
whiter than white. Like anyone who is like who has this bleached personal history that's mm -hmm. like they've done nothing wrong. Yeah. But everyone's got ghosts and everyone makes mistakes and bad decisions and even the people that we hate most in life have done things better than us. Sure. Um, I really liked the idea that we were all kind of heroes and villains in our own right mm -hmm. and how that would kind of play out in a world. Um, and for a while that was all my personal project was. It was just kind of explorations of characters who might have kind of conflicting backgrounds and things like that. Yeah. Um, it didn't have a name, it didn't have a format, um, it was just murky and messy. Yeah. Uh, but the things that kind of stood out the most were always the themes and to some extent the characters. Um, so it, yeah, it doesn't have to be like a, you don't have to know what format it is, how long it's going to take you, like who's in it, all this right. kind of stuff. At, like first, no. you can kind of develop it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So just kind of dive in. Yeah. Just kind of get started. Just do what you want to do. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. It's just like, what? Like, imagine you had nothing to do for the day. Yeah. Um, you had complete free reign to do whatever you wanted to do. What is it you probably find yourself making? Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it that would really inspire you and like get you out of bed? Yep. Um, that's kind of usually a good bearing on what you should be yeah. doing. And if you end up starting on something that you hate, uh, odds are, once you've started working on that and you realize you hate it, you're probably going to have a good idea or two for things you actually do want to yes. do. You're like, wow, this is miserable. I hate myself. I would like to do something else mm -hmm. now. Sometimes it can be so intimidating when you're faced with a bunch of options and you don't know what to take. Sometimes it's easier to figure out what you don't like than what you do and slowly by a process of elimination cut out the noise and just yep. kind of focus in on what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine was certainly not enlightened. I did not have any idea what I was doing. It's been a darn mess. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's been a very it's good mess. <laughs> still a trash fire. I'm like, I've got no idea Sometimes. what I'm doing. Sometimes. Oh boy. Um, but over time, it, it's a bit like when you paint and you've got a white canvas and right. like knowing what brush stroke to put down first and what. You just gotta do something. Just do it and make a mess and do a sketch yeah. and then you kind of know what it isn't more than what it is, but yep. you've sure as hell ruled out something. And then just kind of narrow it down the whole time, wrap it up, make it neater, pull out the loose ends, and yeah. that's just kind of. I mean, it can it can look like when you see your favorite artist online and they've got these like beautiful personal projects, and you kind of just assume they got to work one day and started. Mm. Uh, it's <laughs> usually not. <laughs> rarely, rarely the case. Mm -hmm. We're all very confused. Yeah. But yeah. That's good. Hmm. Yeah. I think that kind of feels like a nice place to kind of wrap up. Yeah, us being confused. Yeah. yeah, we're all confused. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson of today is we yeah, have no idea what's going week. on. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> well, I hope it's kind of encouraging. Yeah, we're all confused. Yeah, it's a good, it's yeah. a good message. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, that'll do it for now. So obviously, if you guys have anything else that you specifically want us to talk about personal projects, uh, let us know. Um, other than that, we still uh, have the is that have, form still available where yep, you can fill out Yep, we still have the Q and A form yeah. on our website and. Uh, We'll be taking a look at those and doing some Q&A episodes soon. Yeah. Uh, now that we're back to normal life where we can do this. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that about does it for me. Yeah, me too. Cool. Alrighty. We'll see you guys. Thank you.